You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Friday, March the 10th. Thanks for being here with me today. And uh, nothing too much planned for today. Just going to go over a couple of things. We've had a busy week with NASCAR and golf and setting up the models, talking about those. So um, both of those articles, by the way, are posted on SteadyPicks.com. I also tweeted them out for those that follow on Twitter. It's at SteadyPicks underscore Tom. And over there, there's a a link to a a page on the website, an article on the website. It's fantastic. It's got the podcast episode at the top. It's got the picture of the model that I usually put on Twitter. The next, you know, right below it. And it's got the bets, recapping the bets that we went over underneath of that. So, I mean, it is like a one-stop shop for... If you follow along with us for, for golf and now NASCAR, it's like incredible. Incredible one-stop shop. You you pull that up. You can click play on the podcast. You can look at the, the model. You can jump on your DFS, let it play, and mess around with DFS. Look at the picks. Really, really cool. Uh, so that is there, and that's available. So appreciate the support there. Um, while you're here, if you could leave a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify, that would be greatly appreciated. Get some more people to hear us, hear our shows, hear what we do every single day. And um, that's all, all I can ask for, to be honest. Appreciate that very much. Um, so Ricky's been talking about... <clears throat> On the Instagram page, it's at Steady Picks. Ricky's been talking a lot about the um, the Pelicans in the NBA. We haven't talked about the NBA in a while. Um, but he went ahead and bet the Pelicans to win the NBA championship. And he found odds that were north of, you know, 100 to 1 at some place. When there were books at 40 to 1, 50 to 1. I may be butchering the full story because I didn't get to talk to him about it. I just know what I saw from Instagram. Um, And I think it's a really good example of using what, like, thinking about how it could possibly happen, right? You've got to paint the picture, you've got to tell the story about how something gets there. 
And uh, Ricky did that. And you shop around, of course, very important. And you might find a number that's way off, right? Like he did. Fantastic. That's always going to be a good play. That's going to be a good bet. If one book is at 100 to 1 and the other is at 40 to 1, which I think is actually about what happened, it's a fantastic bet. Ricky obviously talked about getting that bet limited um, from the sportsbook he was using, which was not one of our, uh, I don't believe it was one of our partners. Or he probably, yeah, I don't think it was one of our, one of our partners that we have that when you sign up with them using our link, we get a little kickback and we appreciate that very much. Um, but this was not one of them. And I just think it's very interesting to the the whole limit conversation because yes, it got limited, but you know, I think he was trying to place a pretty large wager on that, and I think that would get limited like I don't know. I actually don't know how I feel about this. Because like you think about it, a large it's all about the payout not about the the wager size itself it's about what the liability is on the payout if you're betting a thousand bucks on a on 125 to one you know that's a bigger liability than betting you know a thousand bucks on on the sons who are 10 to one by a lot uh so i think some of that conversation is interesting but at the end of the day you know, this is where I get annoyed with sports books. And it's just where I get so annoyed because, uh, sorry, my, my phone's dinging. Uh, just to interrupt real quick. My phone's dinging this morning. Ricky's uh, trying to plan a trip to AC for, uh, I think, the UFC event this weekend or something. Uh, yeah, I just caught it on the corner of my uh my Mac. So we'll see. Maybe we'll end up in AC this weekend. You never know. Uh, anyway, the sports book from a sports book perspective, like this is why I get so frustrated because it should be very simple, right? Like it, like the answer, the solution to this is very easy. You post a market NBA championship and in the title in parentheses, you Clearly state what the max bet is. That's the easy solution. If you only want to take $100 on it, fine. Market max bet $100. Like, why is that so difficult for books to just do? They Like, they hide behind the fact of, like, we don't know how much we're going to give them, and then we can review it and decline it and on and on. Like, why can't they just post how much they're willing to take without reviewing anything? I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, these sports books are worth so much money. You would think that they can find a way to have an algorithm to say, okay, 
on NBA championship. We really only want this much exposure. Therefore, our max bet should be a thousand dollars. Max bet a thousand dollars. That way, if you try to bet two thousand dollars and it gets declined, or it has to get reviewed, you can't be mad. Like, that's what you're doing. Is you're being transparent, and we talk about this and just in life and business in general, like being transparent is key in business, in life, everything you do. You have to be transparent. And if the books had just come out and said, yeah, we're going to take 500 bucks on this market. That'd be good. I'd be good with that. The other, the other thing I've been thinking about a lot, um, this is like a totally different, conversation than that one. But one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is, I guess it's not too much different with all of the limiting and the withdrawal issues that people have had. You've seen it all over Twitter. They're trying to withdraw money. The book says, Oh, you know, we locked your account so on and so forth. It's just a joke. The stuff that's going on there. But my experience since I've been playing more DFS in the last couple of months than I have in years. Right, I talked about uh, playing DFS like like six, seven years ago for um, NASCAR when it first came out. I talked about me and a buddy doing that before. That was my like entry into DFS, into like betting in general. Ah. Was I doing that before I was betting? I don't think I was. I think I was betting on the book on a PPH before Daily Fantasy. I think I think that's how it went. But I, I guess I should say the, the DFS was the first thing I took very seriously. And to this day, the experience using DFS on mobile, on your on the computer. I think is so much better than the sports book. And so I, I've been thinking a lot about lately, and this is a question I want to start asking, you know, the, the sharp betters that we talk, that I talk to every day. And, uh, you know, that we've had on this show on occasion is like, do you, does part of you ever feel like, cause obviously DraftKings uh, daily fantasy in general is a, is a peer to peer kind of game. So there's really no way to be limited doing that. And so my my new question is going to be the skill set between daily fantasy and sports betting as far as modeling and, and getting odds and such is generally, it, I'll say this, if you can do this one, you can do the other with a little work. So my question is, do you ever think it's worth maybe betting on sports itself just ever so slightly less and giving daily fantasy more of a try and a serious consideration? Because I feel like you can get down money on DFS. <clears throat> like most of the leagues, there's there's 
500 to $1,000 leagues out there per entry. Those have multipliers of entries. So, I mean, you can, especially for something like NFL, you could get down like unlimited amount of money. But something like NASCAR might, maybe you could make that argument, but you can probably get less at the sports books too because there's just not as many leagues to join. Something like NFL, NBA, I would think you could get just about unlimited as much money as you want down to an extent. But in being realistic, I would think there'd be no issue. So I've been wondering a lot lately if like DFS came first, right? Hit the huge wave. Then we got into sports books. I wonder if we're going to shift back towards daily fantasy sports. Because the process can be somewhat similar. Um, The user interface and everything about it, user experience, the signing in, no 2-0 factor identification, excuse me, couldn't get my word out there. None of that. Logs you out after 90 seconds, none of that crap anymore. None of getting limited, not taking bets, can't find the bets, got to do this, got to do that, got to bet it on the opener, I got to be ready to bet it. All of that stuff kind of goes out the window if you think about DFS, you can do that at the last minute, it actually benefits you to wait to do it, so you have all the information possible. And you take all your information, you take the model that you are able to build and you go ahead and you try your hand at DFS. I really don't know if I, I think I see that becoming more reasonable. So, um, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately and I'm glad I got to share it. Um, I'm going to ask, uh, Clive, remember Clive, he's going to come on the show. Hopefully next week I get a, work out the details with him, but he said he'd love to come back on. Um, I want to have him back on the show. I'm going to ask him that question. Um, I'm going to ask Ricky that question. I'll ask Donnie that question. But I do think I could see that, and I do think it's a reasonable type of answer to, to have. And like... I love playing DFS. I always have, and I, you know, stopped for quite a while, and now I've been doing it again, and I'm absolutely loving it. And I really don't, because it's peer-to-peer, like, there is no sports book to, to hold your money. There's no sports book to argue with and not get withdrawals for. Like, it is very cut and dry, like, peer-to-peer gaming. Almost like playing online poker. There's just nothing that's going to go wrong. You can put just about as much money in as you want. And so I don't know. I think it removes a lot of the barriers and you're still doing generally the same activity in finding valuable plays. Now I have to be careful when I say that because the real, the hardcore DFS people are going to argue that with me until and throw me into the sun, you know, because they're going to say it's a very different modeling, handicapping process for picking players for, for 
DFS. And I hear that. And, um, you know, maybe it's slightly, your math is slightly, ever so slightly different because you're really concerned with um, players with a better upside downside. Well, upside, but it also comes the bigger downside. Right? You're kind of concerned with the players with the tail end of the distribution for every player. You're not so much worried about like the middle, the average or the median of a player. You're more worried about the tails. Can they play? What is the odds they play really well and outperform their $7,000 price or $10,000 price? What do they have to do to outperform that price? So you're really looking at like the the tail ends. Whereas in betting, you might not be really dialed in on the tail ends of, of the distribution of outcomes. So the way you think about it, I think, is slightly different. But as far as like collecting numbers and analyzing data and just, I mean, you're really a couple of clicks away from making it something that's that can be used for DFS, putting it into a most important thing in DFS, the optimizer. If you're going to actually play several lineups, the DFS optimizer is a must-have. They have so many great tools out there now. I remember doing them for for NASCAR and for NFL for a while, and you would put in the optimizer, and you would run the the model, and it would, I wouldn't call it a model. You would run the thing, the optimizer, and it would give you a, a CSV file, an Excel file, loaded with lineups that you import to to DraftKings, and you'd have 40 lineups in DraftKings in three clicks. It was fantastic. And they still have that. You can still do that. So, you know, I don't know. I think DFS might have something going for it as far as ease of use and, and what people are going to want and like to do. Um. Let me know if you think I'm crazy. <clears throat> I'd love to hear from you. Over on Twitter at SteadyPix underscore Tom. Am I absolutely nuts with my take on, on Daily Fantasy? Maybe, maybe not, but uh, I'm kind of behind it. Um, over on the golf course, the Players' Championship, great round yesterday. Golf is an amazing sport. Amazing sport. Rory McIlroy... One of the best players in the world. Career earnings of just outrageous amounts. Plus four. Tied for like 130th. In first place, we have Chad Ramey at eight under par. His career earnings is like a million bucks. He barely ever plays. Just awesome story. Uh, Colin Morikawa, seven under. Pendrith. Ben Griffin, who I wanted to bet. He didn't really pop up in the model this weekend, but he's been playing really well. I wanted to bet him. I hope it... Uh, I like him, so I, I hope for his sake he gets through, but he was 250-1 to one this week. But we'll keep an eye as we go. Um, we're not off to... We're off to an okay start. Keegan Bradley's inside the top, top 20. T19... Wyndham Clark, T19. Uh, that matchup against Dietrich, what the, just the easiest winner of all time. 
the gala two under t19 um so our guys are playing well i just wouldn't say they're i wouldn't say they're like challenging for the lead at this moment right sun jam's kind of out of it but really max homa finished top 10 king bradley top 20 alex noren not playing the best but our matchups Sahith Agala versus Keith Mitchell looks pretty good. Wyndham Clark versus Thomas Dietrich. Dietrich's nowhere to be found towards the back of the, the pack. He's like five over. He sucks. I should have bet a lot more on that because uh, you kind of knew that was going to happen. He just withdrew from the other tournament. He's just not very good. I really should have bet more on that. I was showing a big edge on it. Steady Picks Radio. Wake up and wager. Thank you so much. See you on Monday. Have a good weekend.